We may never know, Uther. I intend to live forever. How dare you show your face here? Uh, faces. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh at that, you idiot! A lot of story there, a lot of lore. Uh, for those of you who are into that kind of thing, I love you. Welcome to Live, Laugh, Lore, the podcast that explores where we've been and where we may go next in the world of Warcraft. Welcome, everyone, to Live, Laugh, Lore, episode 62, the show that wishes you all epic loot for the new year. Each episode, we'll check in, have some laughs, and talk about the lore of Warcraft one or two topics at a time. My name is Allie, the one who has frequent visits to her drug dealer, a.k.a. the bronze timekeeper of Dragon Ring races yeah. yep and i'm joined by the jerk face whose item level is higher than mine <laughs> it's jen i knew that would bite I me in the back. Up. that would totally bite me in the end <laughs> when i set up these conditions and rules that if your item level is higher than me you're a jerk well now like, you're the I'm jerk face the jerk. i am the jerk and, and you might be listening home be like ali it's because you keep doing driving races well, yes, that's true. I have also worked my butt off and done so many Mythic Pluses and so many dungeons. And there's just a few pieces that this damn game is refusing to give me. Like gloves, cloak, and a ring. They're all blue still. Ooh. Okay. And you would think, cloak, you could totally go, no. Last, last expansion, I was like, it was raining cloaks. I got so many cloaks. Cloaks. No. <laughs> no one's giving me cloaks. And for a while, it was <laughs> shoes, too. And I finally um, work-ordered that with uh, with a guildy. So I got, I got that replaced. So, like, it is not for a lack of trying. And after a while, I can, I can only try so much before I get frustrated and I have to go dragon ride <laughs> and vent it out <laughs> through races because I'm just ride. not <laughs> getting my drops. Uh-huh. But I haven't checked my vault yet today. So I'll I do did. that after we're done recording. I got trinket. That's what I got. Nice. Well. Nice. Wait, is your item level higher now? Like, do I need to mm. double check? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so it's, you're more of a jerk face now is what we're saying. I'm approaching 390. Yeah. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> like three, Not even 380. I'm, over I'm so close. I'm over 3. I'm at like 378, 379, something like that. Uh, uh, I don't like that. Game. I know. I don't like it either, Jerkface. Hey, Jerkface, what have you been up to? What have I been up to? Uh, Mythic Pluses. Woo! I've been doing some of those because as the beginning expansion, I just need to gear up before I go into raid log mode like I always tend to do. That's kind of my normal forte once I've caught up and got the lore master of expansion. And, uh, you know, I've caught up, got all this stuff, and I go into that. But that's not what I'm going to talk about today. No, 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 no. I'm going to talk about what the heck have I been up to in the past two weeks play the game it's fun I've, I've been having some good time but beyond that hey it's new year we're doing the new year stuff i did, I did my marathon last month i'm all nice and recovered mm-hmm. now nice and beautiful and now me and my wife are freaking kicking into january 2023 uh, hardcore as possible we're, we started lifting weights together uh i restarted awesome she's, she's doing it with me it's going to be great. It's freaking fantastic. I've been enjoying the hell out of it already. So, yeah, that's awesome. And then I just got to tell you one little one little, little secret thing. 
is it's not a secret, but I'm gonna tell you. Don't tell <gasps> anyone. But it's a secret. It's <gasps> not a secret. No. Uh, so if anyone knows me, you'll know that there's a couple things that I really enjoy, and one of those is coffee. Big True. fan of coffee. Big, 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 big fan. Love it. I got myself a nice espresso maker. Uh, Ooh, just got it fancy. all set up today, and uh, we're gonna be uh, diving into that tomorrow. So. Hey, if Editor Jin jumps in here and says that, well, it's hard. Hey, he might do that. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's not hard. I totally had like three lattes today. They're freaking delicious. Best investment ever. Love it. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Okay, bye. I have not made a single thing <laughs> with said espresso making it. It's just on my counter. It's ready to go. <laughs> Yeah, it's a thing, but, you know, it's going to be good. I'm going to be making lattes and because, you know, it's we're trying to be like, hey, Starbucks, last year we gave you way too much money. So, so we're going to we're going to recreate that at home and we're going to. Yeah, and good. We're gonna, it's going to be beautiful. And I'm super excited about that. Because, God, there's those yeah. little things. Yeah, super excited for that. So, yeah, my, my espresso machine, I'm like, Ooh, it's going to be good. I hope. I hope it's good. I'm just saying, I hope I can figure it out. <laughs> I'm sure you, there might be some trial and error. Oh, for sure. But I'm yeah. sure you'll get it. Yeah, it's like, you gotta do 30 pounds of pressure when you're doing the, the tamping down your grounds, and then you put it in the thing, and then and then it's like, and then you gotta do this, and then you gotta do that, and I'm like, oh, shit, this is left to remember. Uh, this is- <laughs> well, Allie, I know you like coffee, but yeah, it's, but that's not neither here nor there. What have you been up to? Where have you been? Hmm? What's he be doing? Texting my husband to tell him, hey, I forgot to make your coffee for tomorrow. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're saying you're talking about coffee. I'm Jen's like, oh. talking about coffee. Yeah, yeah like, because we were, we're busy talking about, you know, whatnot. And then he started playing Pokemon and I made the drinks and I had to take care of this whole family thing. And and then I came up here to record. And I just now realized I never got his coffee right for the morning. So oh. there we go. Texting about coffee. <laughs> so listen here, dum dum. Make your own damn coffee. <laughs> normal, because I'm not working right now. So normally I do it for him. Just a nice little, nice little thing, you know. I, I make it ready for it with love, you know. Yeah, it's oh, important. I, I like that. That's, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, besides that, and besides the obvious of dragon riding races and trying to get some blues replaced, Mythic Plus, they mock me. I swear they mock me. And every time I drop somewhere and I can get it, I'm like, okay, come on, roll, come on, roll. That was really low. That didn't work at all. <laughs> yep. Just like in D&D, it's great. It's great. <laughs> Digital dice, whether it be in Warcraft or in D&D Beyond or World 20 or whatever, they're just, they're not my friend right now. They're just not my friend. They're just mean to you. They're just like, mm. they're just mean. No. They're like, you see, the average roll is going to be somewhere in the middle, but mm, nope, no rally. She's a, her average <laughs> nope. rolls are under 10 on a D20. I'll put it <laughs> an average out of rolls. <laughs> I feel like there's just some sacrifice I need to make to someone somewhere to fix that. Anyways, uh, beyond all that, I've been working really hard on Thaldrasis. Like, obviously, within the quest line, then doing the ton of little side quests and whatnots and world quests and everything to try to get my renown up because I wanted to get to the storyline at renown 12 which we'll talk about at the end of the episode 
And then I wanted, I want to get to 19 because I heard it was really good. And I've been trying really hard to avoid that spoiler. So I'm like, okay, I, I got to get to 19. I got, I got to do it. Not there I yet. I couldn't hold off. I had to I watched the spoiler. Did you? Okay, well, shush. I'm not going to say shit. Shush. What are you? I know. All I know is that everyone's waiting for me to get to it so I could talk with various <laughs> people about it. I'm not there yet. So beyond working on Dungeon Fables the rest of the week, that's my goal is to keep working on all that. So. Yeah, I, I but I've been enjoying it. Still just enjoying the heck out of this expansion. I've been trying to get a little more into professions and all of that. But I'm just I really enjoy dragon riding races. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just gonna do this one over here and then go to bed. It's fine. Six hours later. Oh, that was like two or three races ago. Cause I'm going through all the advanced ones now. So and I got gold on all of them, obviously. So see those are I'll admit, those, those, some of those are pretty challenging. They're, 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 some of them are challenging, which is why, you know, I stay up way too late doing them because I can't stop because I got to get gold. It's an yeah, issue. I was literally like 0.23 seconds off from gold one time. Oh, and it was just that like, hurts. I was like, I'll come back to you later, jerk. <laughs> no, nope, that's when I'm like, oh, F this. I'm doing this again. <laughs> I won't Mm-mm. get it. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> Done. No. You know what? That's it. I'm done. You're a jerk. That's what that's what you're a jerk. Well, other than that, we had New Year's, obviously. Recording this on the third. We did our typical ritual of staying home with the dogs and playing video games together and drinking and eating. And it was lovely. We played Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the new one, the Switch, Shredder's Revenge. It was pretty fantastic. It satiated that kid part of me that loved Teenage Mutant Turtles as a kid. We played through, for those who had the game, we played through story mode and arcade mode. It was so much fun. Good times were had. Beautiful. Yes. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds was beautiful. Like amazing New Year's. About as amazing as Mind Moss. That was, was very good. I liked it. Had what did time. you do? What did I do? Hey, we went to the in-laws, hung out, but there's been a lot of crazy like flooding up in my area. Cause it's like right. rain, rain on your face. It's like a lot of freaking rain. It's been raining, raining for days. <laughs> and uh Beautiful. It's uh it's raining uh quite a bit here. I know that song. Yeah, if you know that song, <laughs> you grew up in the same household that you that is me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> my mom had that CD. Jars of clay, everyone. Jars of clay. Yes, there's jars of clay. <laughs> so yeah, it's been raining cats and dogs. They're living together. It's pandemonium. It's 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 crazy. Uh, there's people like freaking inner tubing in the through the streets <laughs> uh, on some of the towns around here. Uh, wow. So we headed home early to avoid yeah. that shenanigans. Luckily, I'm nice and dry. Our town is good. Nice, nice. All right, well, shall we move on to what we're drinking? Oh, yeah, I have a button for that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing beats a brew shared between friends. This is good. This is good as hell. That's what it is. True. That's what, that's what it is. In fact, this is this is what mine looks like now. <laughs> empty. <laughs> He's showing me an empty martini glass. <laughs> I am showing her an empty martini glass because, damn, this thing is tasty. <laughs> we, we are having some lemon drop martinis. Mm-hmm. Or some delicious lemon drop vodka martinis, shaken, not stirred, and it's pretty dang delicious. Really, I went, I went and looked too. up like New Year's Eve cocktails. I'm like, so I was like, woo, New Year's, yay! And this came up. Well, actually, like this and a few others. So I gave Jen a whole list of things, 
And then he narrowed it down to three. And I picked the one I had the most ingredients for, which was this one. Yep. This is freaking good. In case you're it curious. Really is. I'll just tell you, because I remember it off the top of my head. Let's see if I get it right. You can correct me if I get anything wrong, but. Okay. All right, here we go. Four ounces of vodka. Don't worry. Don't worry. This does technically make two drinks. It does. Right, this will make two drinks. I'm getting both of them. <laughs> so <laughs> you get four ounces of vodka. Uh, one ounce of triple sec. All right. And then it's going to be two ounces of lemon juice and uh-huh. two ounces of simple syrup. And I think that's it. It is. And then you dump it all into a shake a shake with uh, that's about halfway full with ice. And you shake that bad boy for a good 30 seconds or as long as your arms will allow. <laughs> and you know your hands because it gets really cold. At least my shaker gets really cold. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah mine does, too. It does. Uh, but yeah, I was uh, really enjoying. It. Oh, it was really funny as I was shaking mine. I was like, rrr, rrr, rrr. I was like, cause I got the I got the kind of fancy shaker where you put the the, the metal glass on top of the regular glass. You like, Bop, and you seal it shut. And you shake shaker, shaker. And then I'm like, wow, I shook the shit out of this thing because I can't get this thing off. <laughs> it took me like two minutes. I was like, I was like slapping the side of it. I'm like, I need to go bartender school or something because I can't just can't get it off. It's like I'm gonna break something. <laughs> Hey, at least I know it was nice and sealed shut. So I wasn't yes, spraying that's important. drink everywhere. <laughs> I've had that happen. It is very unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I'm going to shake it. Oh, shit. It's going everywhere. Now, technically, you're supposed to do the whole like sugar around the rim thing. I did not do that. I also, and this good. is very uncouth of me or whatever, but I don't actually own martini glasses. So I have it in a wine glass. It's not even a real one. It's actually plastic, mostly plastic. Mostly plastic. Kind of, well, it's like, it's like, it, it it sounds plastic, but not like cheap plastic either. No, it's, so it's that's fancy why it's like plastic, say mostly plastic. It's fancy it's plastic. plastic. <laughs> it's got a little blue on the bottom, so it's pretty cool. Oh, see, that's totally fancy plastic. Yeah. See, fancy plastic. So um, <laughs> I I don't have the martini glass. I don't even have... Actually, I do have some fancier wine glasses. I just didn't use them because they're smaller. More like champagne flutes, if you will. I only have one of these. Just the one. I have only one? Yeah, only one. Yeah. I bought it pretty sure... I'm I'm pretty sure I bought it specifically for this show. I was like, huh? Did you? (laughs) Look at my team glass. I'm going to look good at my selfie I put on Twitter. Yeah. I almost... I almost did. I was like, I should get some martini glasses. And I was like... No, Ali, you don't. You don't need those. You're okay without those. I kind of regret that decision now, but that's okay. <laughs> this is fine. It's like only I'm not. I'm not classy. Like it's it's fine. Yeah. It's good. It's good to go. I don't know what the martini glass does to the drink, but I feel like it. It added something to it. It, it adds. It adds fanciness. It does. It adds. It, 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 it does. You know, at You're least Mr. Plus fancy two pants fancy. over there. At least plus two fancy. That's what I'm saying. Oh, well, at least, yes. Yeah. I mean, if this is like you know, per, the professions with these new things that I don't understand, like plus one innovation or plus two, not <laughs> your butt. Like, <laughs> it adds to our finesse. <laughs> it's, it's, that's what it is. It's this plus two fancy. That's at least. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So if cooking had as a subcategory of mixologist, there you go, martini oh, glass. That'd be amazing. Is at least plus too fancy. So, yeah. There we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of plus too fancy, do you want to do our uh, Patreon thing? 
Patreon. Yeah, I could do that. Hey, everyone. You like supporting shows to talk about the hobbies and interests that you're also into? Do you find yourself talking back to the host out loud while you're listening in the car or unrolling a really sexy roll of masking? <laughs> do you? Yeah. If you've answered yes to any of those questions, stay tuned until the end of the show to find out how you can keep this show and our rolls of masking tape going. <laughs> Oh, you know, like ASMR Patreon? Yeah. That was that, that was something, was. right? Mm-hmm. That, this is something. <laughs> That's what Ooh. that was. Yep. Wow. It is a good thing I only got one of these drinks because, oh boy. All right. This is going to be a good one. But speaking of good one, <laughs> I don't know. It's something. <laughs> I don't know. What? Something's going to happen, but we're doing this. How am I supposed to live, laugh, love in these conditions? How am I supposed to recover from an ASMR Patreon thing? Anyways, um, hi. Hi, ABK stuff now. Get, we're getting serious, but kind of not really. It's not It's not bad things. It's, it's fine. It's fine. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. I'm all flustered. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so for those who don't know, back in July of 2022, ABK actually acquired another studio. This one is Proletariat Incorporated in Boston. They're tasked with helping to continue the development of World of Warcraft and expansions and whatnot. They are now the third studio to take steps necessary to unionize. Except this time, unlike Raven and Albany, it's not just the QA team. It's the entire freaking studio. Do it. Which I love because ABK is like, oh, well, it shouldn't be just the QA team. It should be the whole studio. It's the whole studio now. Shut up. Um, (laughs) So I think that's great. Uh, so they're asking, they're they're trying to be nice about it, right? They're they're asking the leaders of proletariat and ABK to voluntarily recognize our union and to bargain in good faith. And they're taking the steps with the NLRB to or in order to actually get the chance to officially vote. So that got announced on the twenty seventh of December. So that will be a motion now that you know we're in the new year and everything. So hopefully we hear an update soon from them and hopefully it works out. Go team, go. And my only thought on this is suck it, nerds. Right? I don't know why that's my my thought. <laughs> what? Just, but we're the nerds. Are the you nerds are the C suite. Those are the nerds. Those are the nerds I'm talking oh, about. Oh, those nerds. The bad nerds. Yeah, the bad nerds. See, we're the all the good nerds. nerds. We're just the we're the good of, nerds. Yeah, we're the good nerds. They're we, the bad nerds. We just it's like let us just enjoy our silly little fantasy game with our little stories. That's all we like, right? Stop grinding us with the freaking you know, boot in the back of our neck kind of crap. No, we don't like that. We don't like that. Let's just enjoy our little fun little stuff and we're all going to get together and we're going to form a union because you, you're doing that boot thing again and we told you to stop it. Told you to stop it, but you didn't stop. So now we're doing the, we're doing the union and I think it's that's true. awesome. And yeah. And just like Berserker said on episode 50, you brought this on yourself. So Also true. The wise man there. That yeah. Berserker. So there you go. That's, that's my, uh, that's, that's my take. And is it's a good take. It's a I hot like take? It. No, it is not a hot take. It's, no. It's tepid. It's, <laughs> it's tepid. It's pretty pretty, pretty standard. <laughs> Lukewarm. <laughs> okay. There's no spice. It's quite bland. It's like, <laughs> There's no spice. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, it's, it's gin's being gin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very juniper-y. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, you picked a really good drink. Just love it. I really did. I need to get you drinking this more often, I think. All right. Shall we continue on with our with our thing here? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do that. What you talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about? Well, last episode, we covered the main storyline of Waking Shores, Onarian Plains, and Azure Span. Today, we're going to be covering the Thaldrassus Zones main storyline as well as an electric story bit. When you hit Renown 12 with Valdraken, I might gush a little bit. Now there is, as I mentioned earlier, there is one at 19 Renown, but I'm not there. And Jin's only seen it because he spoiled himself. True. I've avoided the spoilers. He hasn't. So Couldn't do it. But, but for my sake, I'm selfishly saying we're not talking about it in this episode. I'm not saying crap. Because my it's my time to do notes. I, I've spoken. But if you haven't done the extra storyline quest at 12 and you don't want to be ruined, we'll give you a spoiler warning before we cover it. Don't worry. That's, a, that's later, okay? For now, we're going to talk about Thaldrassus. Now, we head to Valdraken to talk with the aspects about what's going on, which is when we get this cutscene that Jin's going to play. We secured the Azure Archives, but Razageth's storm remains enveloped around Vakthros Tower. She seeks to free her kin, but their prison does not lie within the Azure span. What else could she be after? My vision remains clouded. The primalists could already be moving in our midst, and I fear I would not see it. The city must be protected. Veldraken is our people's home. If the primalists are here, we must find them and flush them out. They cannot be allowed to infiltrate our seat of power. So at that point, we got to start flushing them out, right? So we meet with Captain Drine, who sends us to spy on the Primal's forces within Valdraken, which was actually kind of fun. And we also have to, in order to send out a message to the other Primal Slackies, just kill a bunch of them. And then we're also sent to South, Her- Gar- South Hold Garrison to check on the lack of communication from there. We discover that it was attacked by Primalist Raiders without warning. We collect various things, take out baddies, have some fun with the Siege Scorpion. And we go find the commander of the garrison, Commander Aranog. And as it turns out, he's actually a traitor's jerk who betrayed his people to the Primalists. He unearthed something called a Flamestone to give to Magma Talon, a Primalist leader of the attack there, who honestly actually looks really cool. But in turn... Magma Talon empowers Aranog with that stone and turns him into a Primalist. Aranog gets away, and for those who have you been raiding, that's the first boss we face in the Vault of Incarnates. Aranog. There we go. A little bit of backstory for you there. And then we gain some control of the garrison. Nice. I was, I was you, actually sitting over here going, Aranog, why does the name sound familiar? I was like, oh that's yeah. That's why. It's that first trick that is, is Garrosh. I'll grind your skulls under my heel. I always say, what's uh, up, Garrosh? It's nice getting a little backstory to the bosses. You know, early on is through questing and stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's you again. Hello. Yeah. Hey, what's going on, buddy? You're the jerk face <laughs> that did the jerky thing and was like, flamestone. And then you got all flamey flamed. And now you're just a really easy raid boss. Like, it's true. He is pretty, he is pretty easy. Yeah, he's pretty easy. 
Now, I did some digging with that flamestone to see if there's anything special about it, because maybe it sounded like it was special. And as of now, I couldn't find anything. Magmatalon said he could feel its strength. And then he used it to empower Aranog, and then just crumbled to ash and dust, and it's gone now. So, who knows? But the thought that primalists can use elemental magic type things to turn others into primalists, it's probably not a good thing. I mean, probably not, but I mean, it's the probably same thing not. as like you using a firestone to turn Eevee into a Flareon, so... They, that, yeah, that's see, what exactly. it feels like. And I and I gotta admit, I have never looked into the lore behind a firestone in Pokemon, but there might be some. I haven't either. So my husband's been playing, been playing a lot of Pokemon Scarlet, which has actually been pretty fun to watch because I make up nicknames for the Pokemon and stuff. So maybe he knows, but I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm curious. I really don't. <laughs> Crustle. If those who've seen Crustle is like a crab. He's got a big, you know. It's crustal, right? So like crust of the earth, you know, on his back. Oh. It looks more like Tiramisu. So I call him Tiramisu. Tiramisu. All right. Tiramisu. Although I don't know if he's actually in Scarlet yet. I love But yeah, tiramisu. anyways, I've got a whole list of nicknames for him. It's fine. Okay. All right. We'll yeah. go we, we can get an inch later. Uh, anyways, do you have any thoughts on this? I do. Talk about the lore of Warcraft. I, you know, when I was listening to the little, little clip, I... You know, I just want to say, hey, Blizzard story team, it seems awful convenient that Nazdormu always is like, oh, my vision is clouded. Like, yeah, hey, come on, yeah. man. It's, it's a timeless one. Like what? And he's supposed to be able to see the one true timeline. What's, what's, what's up with that? Why is his vision always so clouded? He's he's struggling a bit right now. Yeah, there's, that, there's a few instances of that in during Taldrassus. I'm like, what's up, buddy? What's, a, what's why, the, is it, why is it cloudy? And why you always say cloudy? It's like, why can't you just be like freaking in space ball? We ain't found shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He just, it just seems awful convenient that old Nas Dormu is like, I don't know, man. It's, I tried, but I ain't got nothing. I don't know. It just seems, seems like a convenient story device. Basically. I mean, because if you think about it, it's like, well, this would be really easy if there was Nazdormu over here going like, well, just do this, 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 and this, and then that's fixed. Right? I don't know. Maybe maybe it wouldn't be so easy because it didn't feel like, you know, didn't feel like Neo had a very easy time of going where, you know, more True, people saying, he didn't. just go now and do this and follow, you know, just follow the instructions, you know, to the T. It'd be fine, but, you know, it might, might not work out. So, you know, maybe, I mean, you can, you, you can make it work. You can make it work. I'm just saying... Playing the my vision is cloudy card, Blizz, is getting a little, I don't know, it's getting a little played out. Like, you should probably come up with a better way. Come up with a better way. That's all I'm saying. Better way. Seems, seems weird. Unless, now I don't think this is actually true. Okay, for the record, I don't. But there are some people who think that during the, um, and I, th I think we talked about this briefly. Yeah. There's some people who think that during the, the cinematics we got, about yeah. like the Drac theory and stuff. Yeah, that was there are some people in the community that are like, oh, if he's Morozon already. No. So again, I don't know no. if I believe that, but no. apply that to here. What if he's already Morozon no. and he's just like, no. oh yeah, guys, for real. Like really, my 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 vision's cloudy. Uh huh. Yeah, that's cloudy what's going on. Okay. <laughs> no, I I don't think he's actually Morozon right now. It's just a thought I had that you know if people's theories are right, like. 
that's a thing, right? I don't think so. And I'm pretty sure we will be discussing more of that later, but no. Yes, we will. Absolutely. Uh, if you have nothing else, we'll move on. Yeah. Do it. All right. So good old Nas Darmu at this point sends us to the shifting sands over there. See good old Chromie over in the shifting sands. Cause I'm going to put that twice in the nose. Don't sir. As she investigates and corrects any issues on the one true timeline. So she explains to us that the timeways are in chaos because surprise, surprise, the infinite dragons are trying to corrupt the bronze O stone as you do. So as Chromie explains, I, I was going to try to do the Chromie voice because I'm actually pretty good do at it. a female gnome voice, do but it. I'm not going to do that to our listeners. Do oh my, it. It's horrible. And do it. her voice has changed a little bit. Nah, like, I don't know it. if I can actually do, do it. it. You do it. Let me, let me get some you, water if, you want, if you don't do it, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Dear God, I'll do it. I just can't look at you while I do it. I'm going to laugh. <laughs> I'm just going to cover you for a second. <laughs> the stone bodies are calling to protect all time. If corrupted, anything could happen, including... Oh, no. Morizond. There we go. That's beautiful. <laughs> Thanks. Well That's done. Beautiful. Yep. Yep. You better Thanks. keep that up the entire episode. I'm just all I'm saying. Well, it's, it, only when we have yeah, yeah, chromie lines. Close. I'm not chromie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if there's chromie lines, sure. Yeah, I, I that, that's, that's all fine. I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Uh, so anyways, at that point, we worked with good old uh, Dante Normu. Dante. Or Dante, as he is known in his torn visage, which is so much easier. And we also work with Siazurathel? Siaz. We're going to come up with a nickname for this person, I swear. Uh, they, they called her something for short in it. And I don't remember what it was now. I want to say it's Siaz. We'll go with Siaz. So we're going with that. Siaz or Rathel is a yeah, mouthful. Yeah, we're going with Cialis. That's a mouthful. Siaz. Siaz. I think I say Siaz. I like Siaz Anyways. Better. We work with Siaz to recruit the Time Walkers. Ask your doctor about Cialis for daily use and a free 30-tablet trial. And I think she was a part of the director's starting zone, I believe. I've actually done it, but I read something really quick that said she was, so we're going to go with it. Now there's missing Time Walkers for us to help and a staff to empower with time, energy. And let me just let me stop right here. Because during the whole quest line, there's been so many times they're like, oh, we'll train you how to use this time energy stuff. We're going to tell you exactly how to do it. And so we do it exactly how do they say to do it. And then it goes wrong. And then we get blamed. And I'm sitting there thinking, I don't know how to use this stuff. I'm just doing what you told me. Why are you blaming me? You go do it. Yes, yeah, Alice. You do it. Like three different times. Like, seriously? No, like. I'm not even, I'm, I'm the champion. I'm not a time walker. I'm a walker, <laughs> but I'm not a time walker. That's your job. I'm not here to be your crew. I'm here to save everyone. So you do it. Anyways. <laughs> um, again, a good example of that. Dante tells us how to redirect the energy to empower an artifact. And hey, guess what? It backfires. And it sends us back to our own starting zones. At least that's what I'm assuming, because I went back to Gilneas. Yes. And I was like, am I in my own scenario? Like, what, what's going on? I was so excited. <laughs> and then a level one showed up next to me. I'm like, oh, I'm actually in the starting zone. For reals. <laughs> okay. And I tried. I tried, tried, tried to go exploring everywhere. And of course, there's invisible walls everywhere. And meanwhile, Dante is pestering me the whole time about like, hey, we should go back. <laughs> we should go back. Come on. Like, we can go back. And then finally, got real serious. I was like, we are going back. And then he forces us back to the current time. 
It was very, it was very forceful. <laughs> what was your experience with this, dear Jen? Because I was super giddy about hold this whole Gunea thing. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was insanely giddy. This is the part that I think I had alluded to at one point. You know, as soon as it's like. All right, there, uh, guy. We're gonna go back in time to, to deal with some stuff, and then you go through the portal and <laughs> your freaking the fact that it played through the entire dwarven uh-huh. cutscene. <laughs> I was with like the slow this, zoom in and everything. Oh god, the and- smile on my face. I was <laughs> laughing so hard. I was like, oh, god. <laughs> and then Dante shows up. It's like, oh shit, we <laughs> went too far. Uh, <laughs> come with me, real quick. And I was like, yeah, but I gotta talk to the quest giver. I gotta, I gotta, he's got yeah. a quest for me. I hold, wait, Dante, just, just give me a second. He's like, no, dude, let's, we gotta go. I'm like, all right, all right. It's, it even, it even says in brackets, low level is the quest. I was like, all right, <laughs> all right. I'll. It was so, what it, it was such a creative, like this whole section of quest line that we're gonna talk about here, like it just, was so creative and it was so much fun. I loved every moment of it, of it. Like I put dragon riding away and focused on this. That's how good it was. Yeah. So there's a there's a very easy reason why in the last episode I was like, yeah, this is my favorite zone. And absolutely, I easily fell in love with every aspect of this quest. It was so <laughs> oh boy, it was so good. Friggin' loved it. We're going to continue on because I have some gushing to do here in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Gush, gush yet, away. In, in a little bit. So at this point, you know, we go back, right, to the different timelines, except, not, not to the different timelines, our timeline, except there are creatures pouring in from different timelines through these time rifts, right? We got things like murlocs, thunderhide, raptors, all sorts of creatures we've killed in the past, except they're all called time lost. So time lost raptors, that kind of thing. So we work on closing the rifts and... Siaz manages to send a murloc through one of the rifts on accident. And my first thought was, oh God, like that, that can't be good. That, that's not good. Put a pin on that. Dante sends us to meet Chromie, who has managed to isolate Eternus, an infinite dragon, in a time stasis bubble in order to stop her. We also get to see that Chromie is in her cute dragon form, which is pretty cool. She's not a big old, big old dragon like Nosdormu. But she's not like little either. She's just like the awkwardly sized dragon. Kind of like Emagosa. Oh, she's a little bigger than Emagosa. She's bigger actually. than Emagosa. She's, you're right. She's bigger than Emagosa. I guess she wasn't as biz- big as I was expecting. She was more like Rathion's size. Yeah, she's a little I, bit bigger than Rathion. I thought she was going to be. Not much. Like, I thought she was going to be bigger than that even. I was like, oh, oh look at you, Chromie. You're, you're cute. Like, even, even in her dragon form, she was cute. Oh, yeah. It's great. Chromie's yeah. adorable. We love Chrome. And Eternus, I always, I mean, Infant Dragonflight, they might be bad, but I've always thought they looked awesome. Like, Eternus looked so cool. Like, I, I took a while just to look at him. It was just, it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. We popped some Time Walkers out of their stasis bubbles because they were caught in thanks to the Bronze Temple security systems. We free more Time Wardens. We take out a large Time Elemental, which I thought was intriguing. And then Chromie lets Eternus out of the bubble. She legit, like, battering Ramsey Turnus with her entire body so damn hard that they punched a tunnel through time. My vision came too late. They have punched a tunnel through time and are tumbling endlessly amongst the infinite possibilities. You must find them and correct their course 
before the entire fabric of reality is torn asunder. Whoa, no. That's scary. Once again, his vision came too late. It was, was, it, it was there was cloudy. issues with his vision. It was cloudy. <laughs> I'm like, really? <laughs> really, dude? Thanks. Thanks, buddy. Um, do you have thoughts on this before I go into like a little theory bit? Um, yeah, I'm reading your notes here and I was like, mm, looks like your theory is the same as my theory. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and jump into your theory. So immediately this wasn't my theory at first. My husband brought it up. I was like, oh, maybe. And I started when I was digging around for this episode, I'm like, there's other people that think this. So there's a theory going around that Eternus could potentially be the infinite dragonflight version of Romy. Mm-hmm. So Eternus is technically a male name. But Eternus is identified in this quest as a female, as a female voice. So maybe in a possible twist of the story, maybe Eternus is Chromie's infinite dragonflight version? Maybe? I don't know. What do do you think about this? So I am beginning to think more and more that Murazond and all the infinite dragonflight is not from the, uh, the true prime timeline. Like it's not they are from an alternate timeline where things went twisted and crazy. I could easily be wrong. It's just that almost seems to be where things are going. So it very much makes sense that Nazdormu and Chromie are like, they they, they, they don't like the infinite dragonfly that doesn't get along. I don't know. Like it, it that, that's the way it's feeling to me that they are just alternate versions of themselves. But I, I could easily be wrong. I've been wrong before. Stop trying to make the Emerald Dream happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> um, and and I'm 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 okay with that. But it definitely feels like Eternus, especially as we get further into the quest line and how things are kind of going and, and the little banter between them. It feels like that is Chromie. Uh, at least it in- does, especially during that banter later on. I agree. Yeah. Because, you know, as we get closer and, and especially as the, the, the quest line kind of wraps up and Nazdormu doesn't like, oh, I'm going to kill you now as we'll get to it. It's like, nope, that's not what happens. And we'll get to it. Oh, it's it's weird. I don't know. It's it's weird. The the way they uh, they the bronze and the time and the infinite are interacting. It's it's like it's, just, it's, it's very strange, very interesting. And I'm. Very curious to know what's going on there. But I like your thought that it could be like an alternate version of Chromie because on one hand, I'm not against this theory, but I've also been feeling, especially as this quest line goes on, that they're saying Chromie up to either maybe become the new dragon aspect. I don't think that's it. It almost seems like they're going to be sacrificing Chromie to save Nazdormu. Maybe like there seems to be some kind of setup with that between Chromie and Nazdormu of some type. Right. Especially. So I don't know if that scene. makes this right. It's like, I don't know if that makes this theory work, but your thought that it could be an alternate version of Chromie. I like that a lot. That would actually make a lot of sense and fit in nicely. Yeah. You might be onto something with that. There's just, it, particularly in this zone, it just seems to me that Nazdormu and, and, and everyone and it, basically the entire bronze flight, it just, they are so, sure about what their their goal is their path their purpose and especially chromie 
Chromie, um, out of all of them, seems to be like, like, no, this is no, this isn't our fate. This isn't what's going to happen. I'm going to find a way to fix. This. Right. Yeah. I mean, Chromie found a way to fix her own death. Right. That was an entire quest. <laughs> <thing. laughs> like, right. It's like, well, someone's trying to kill me. Stop it. <laughs> she did. She was able to be able to fix that. And that's just kind of like where I feel like things are is maybe going with with that. It's I don't know. It it just feels like Chromie, Nazdormu, and all of the uh, the Bronze Flight seem like they are on a, the trajectory to just maintain that because. The, and the reason I'm, I'm even saying this is because it just I can't come up with anything that would be able to convince Nazdormu that he was wrong all along. Right. right. The only possible thing that may be able to do it, and it does and with this whole, oh my vision's cloudy, like, okay, maybe you can pull <laughs> this off, is if he found out that everything that the Titans had told him was just some kind of weird, not necessarily lie, but withholding the whole truth from them. Right, not telling them the whole story. So much of what we kind of already talked about with Tear and you know the books that we found in the legacy, the legacy of Tear and in Oldaban. Right, those those five books is particularly the one that was like, yeah, we'll be able to keep the dragons to believing in our philosophies if right. we use, you know, the the halls of infusion on them, basically, and. That, that right there is the only thing that I can go, maybe. That might make me go, oh, yeah, this is a yeah. bunch of crap. So to me, it's either alternate version of the timelines or, you know, someone basically explains to, to Nazdormu that mm, the Titans didn't have your best interests at heart. <laughs> this, they yeah. have their own interests at heart. So do with that information what you will. So that's... That's kind of my, my whole thought on it. What if that is, that information is what breaks Nazdormu? Yeah, and I, that, that might be. That That is, like I said, that's the only thing that I yeah. can think of that would yeah. break him. Yeah. I like this. At the same time, like, how how did you not know that? <laughs> right? I don't know. Well, just, they just, they just they love tears so thing. much. Like, oh my goodness. Okay, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. All right. Anyways, we're going to move on. You go with that? Yeah. Let's keep okay. going. So I had to laugh <laughs> because despite the fact that this is a big freaking deal, you know, punching the tunnel through time and everything, ripping the fabric of reality, for some reason, we are the ones to travel through time and infinite possibilities to stop them. Instead of Nazdormu, who's just sitting right over there, just chilling out. Why are we the ones that are sent? Like, I don't understand that. <laughs> Could Nazdormu be a little more efficient? As as they've seen, we're not good with time energy. We keep screwing up. So why is he sending us instead of going himself or saying another time walker or Dante or whatever? I, I just think a big part of that is I think the story team has to play it very carefully with Nazdormu because yeah, that's true. He could ease very easily become the and Nazdormu shows up and everything's fixed. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Right. So I think they're just like, oh, he's not an aspect anymore. He doesn't have all the crazy powers as much as he did. I mean, he doesn't have the, the perfect clarity he once had and blah, blah, blah. It's like, I don't know. So, yeah, well, as silly as it sounds, it's like, hey there, fresh young recruit who's literally never done really any time travel stuff <laughs> at all. You're going to be the one to fix it because you're the champion of Azeroth. You're the, the chosen one. You're amazing. It's beautiful and lovely. <laughs> but you're the timeless one. <laughs> That's fine. Right. Not really timeless anymore. Yes. So I don't know. I, I just find I just find the whole thing a little silly. Yeah. I just I, I had to laugh at that. I mean, now Dormer could have gone with us, maybe. But then again, he would have just been staying around while I was exploring a lot. But we'll get to that in a minute. For now, <laughs> we travel to the primalist future, where the primalists have won. We get a chance to talk to a future version of ourselves, kill some baddies, and help that future defend itself against the primalists. And also fail to stabilize Chromian Eternus, who continues to tumble through, you know, time. Now, I had to laugh, because at this time, talking to future me, <laughs> I was wearing my like sexy Winterfell outfit that the females get, right? And showing a lot of fur, you know, because of Morgan. Um, <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> Because Future Me still had that outfit on, except she had pants on underneath the bottom. And she, like, on top, like, she had, like, her shirt. There was a little bit of, like, the Winterville outfit showing through, but it was, like, she was, like, ashamed of how much fur I was showing. So she had to, like, <laughs> keep that outfit on, but then cover up with her outfit. It was really, really awkward and funny as hell. Yeah, I didn't just, get I didn't I didn't get all that. Maybe I don't know. My transmog is pretty basic. But the one thing I did notice is that my character had like a freaking like like hood and freaking cloak. Like I don't know, like I almost it almost looked like I was a thief or rogue or for a second. Like <laughs> I had like this hood on. It was like an old face mask, like I'm looking like I'm straight out of freaking like Mad Max or something like that. So Nice. I I do look like wrong. Like her outfit when she doesn't awkwardly have on the Wintervale outfit as well. Like, it actually looked really cool. And I think it's a transmog you get somewhere at some point. Oh, it's the recruiter friend transmog. That's what it is. I think it looks really awesome. It's like very, had a very like Indiana Jones kind of feel to it. It was really cool. I actually really want it. But uh, yeah, future me wasn't having my uh, sexy Wintervale shenanigans. <laughs> wasn't having it. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, it was a pretty typical little bit of story. Do you have anything else to add to that? No, that one was pretty much, hey, I showed up, things are bad, and uh, I fixed them. Or didn't yeah. really fix them. It was just like more like, yeah, we'll never be back here because this timeline shouldn't exist. Exactly. Exactly. Well, so we move on. We get sent, you know, to another time. And remember that murloc that was actually sent through a rift? That might be to blame for the next step of our quest <laughs> because we get sent to Asmerloth. The time where everything is Murlocs. I spent so much time in Asmerloth. I took so many screenshots. It was pretty ridiculous. So we're in the Wormrest Temple over in Dragonflight. Not Dragonflight. Um, Dragonblight. Dragonblight. And, you know, we get in there and we see, you know, Wormrest Temple. And in front of Wormrest Temple is Deathwingerlagol. In the distance. I'm going to have so much fun saying all these names. It's going to be ridiculous. Um, (laughs) 
We even get to the Heart of Asmorloth as a quest reward. One of the quest objectives while we're out, because you know, we're, we're talking to Murlocs, right? To get these quests and stuff. We don't speak Murloc. And so it made me laugh because it said, you aren't certain what's being said, but there's a lot of stabbing motions. It seems like this Murloc wants you to go kill something. And I got a really big kick out of that. I was like, Oops. I'm easily amused and I like Murlocs. So I just, I was dying of laughter this entire time. It was fantastic. It was so much fun. You get parachuting Murlocs. You see Murlocs such as Gilvanus. I have a whole list. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to screw them all up. It's going to be great. So there's a Gilvanus. Teargrin Web, Webdring. Merkdeep, which we've seen Merkdeep before. Thrall girl girl girl. Oh no, thrall girl girl girl. <laughs> Took me a while to type all these in. Uh, Varian Rin girl girl girl. The, I know. Finduin. Yeah, fin, Finduin. Rin girl girl girl. Verglock Sarfin. Bane Brogfin. <laughs> Captain. Captain Cookie was in the distance. So I got really excited. I was like, Captain Cookie, I know you. Hey, buddy. Uh, Old Murkai. That's a classic from Westfall, right? And yeah. of course, you have to have the classic Murgle um, Sefin. There's some quests in there with him. Sir Finley Murgleton. A, a Murgle uh, girl heart. <laughs> As in like Amelia Earhart is driving. She, that was the one driving the, the airplane. Pretty cool. <laughs> And um, gr- gr- from the parachuting Murlocs, right? Get it? And then, gr- got it. Gurvgul, the conqueror. Yeah. Gurvgul, the conqueror. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I looked at my, <laughs> you know, a guild, when you look at the guild list, you can see everyone's status of where they're at. It actually said I was an Asmerloth, <laughs> which I thought was fantastic. I was like, look at that. It was, I just, I spent so much time exploring everywhere. I tried to go to Wormer's Temple itself and you can only go so far and eventually like you get to the back end of it and it just, you could tell like it's not finished per developer standards. There's like holes in the ground and I think at one point I died falling through a random hole in the ground or something. So, but I went as far as they would let me explore. I like looked at all the Murlocs, looked for any named Murloc. It was just... I had way too much fun in this timeline. And of course, because I have the Murloc celebration wands from the anniversary event, I turned myself into a Murloc. So I was a Murloc for this entire thing. And it was just a whole, I took so many screenshots. It was just, a, it was a whole thing. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. And then, and then, while of course we once again failed to stop Crummy and Eternus, we do manage to help Asmurloth by taking down Deathwing Girl Girl. <laughs> and then after that, Perfect. we get like exactly an Ewok. Exactly I know, right? It's, it's fantastic. So we get basically like an Ewok type celebration, like at the Return of the Jedi, right? Like there are fireworks going off. They're all gathered. Yep, the yep. music was like super similar to that. Yep, Everyone's yep. dancing and happy. It was freaking fantastic. I was just, I did not want to leave. I just, just stood there for a few minutes and just looked around and took it all in. Like it was... I want to go back to Asmerloth. It was just fantastic. So good. It was so good. Yeah, I, I, I will admit I was probably laughing my ass off the entire time. I, was <laughs> was so- <laughs> I thought this is the funniest thing. I was running around. I was like, that's oh, definitely girl. 
I was like, hey, it's very. <laughs> And for all the shopping. Yeah, no, I was running around. I was like, oh, this is this is this is fantastic. And the I was very happy that I got to use the uh the heart of Asmerloth for a very long time because it did uh proc to be epic quality for me when I was done. Oh, you lucky dog. That's amazing. Yeah, I was like, oh, I was running around <laughs> with the, the heart of Asmergloth for quite a while. Uh, oh, that's so good. Yeah, until I replaced it with a something of raid quality. That's what I was wearing for, for quite some time. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I love it. And I also loved how, you know, when... When I did eventually leave Asmerloth, much to my chagrin, we go back to the main timeline and Nostormu, at that point, is telling us to avoid entangling with the temporal locals. So, Got it. A little too late there, buddy. Um, <laughs> have you not been to Asmerloth? Because let me tell you, you're going to you're going to temper. You're going to you're going to entangle with those temporal locals. <laughs> like we we killed Deathwing girl 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 for them. You tell us that a little late. That was Darmy there. A little late, buddy. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah. Um, I don't think it should really do much. I mean, because what? It's like Deathwing's already dead in our timelines. We're just just fixing it. Yeah. Yeah, Just making sure that Deathwing is dead as well. So there we go. So after that, we whiz through the timeways that feature a Null War, War of the Shifting Sands, which I thought was pretty cool, and the Pandaren Revolution. And of course, each location we struggled to stabilize Crummy, Eternus, blah, 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 blah. I don't remember anything standing out at those points because I feel like we went through them really quickly. Do you remember anything? Uh, between those three, no, because the only one that stands out is what's next to the note. So we'll have to keep going. Right. Okay, let's keep going. Because we whiz through it then, we're going to whiz through it now. Last stop in this crazy timeway train is ancient Azeroth. We're talking ancient Azeroth. Yeah, and she, she typed the, that out too in the notes. It was I, I did, it's true. See, that's how like I write my words, like write my show notes, because that way I know how to like make it not sound robotic when I read my notes. Oh, it's <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That works in dungeon fables. It's yeah, fine. Okay. Calling it out, why don't you? So back. <laughs> <laughs> See, this the is why at the beginning of the episode, I was, you know, Jen and I were talking like, should we go back and forth reading this? I was like, I wrote these in my language. I should just read them. It's fine. Uh, anyways, back when the elemental lords fought the old gods, it was, that's, that's the time we went to. So when I, that's when I had like ancient Azeroth. The background and the structures were basically what we saw in the Nihilotha raid. But we see Alakir and Therizane and Ragnaros fighting old god baddies, including ones like Mithrax. We even get old god whispers continuously throughout the entire quest, which I thought was awesome. It's ones we've all heard from old gods we've defeated in the past. But I was just like, ooh, it's so exciting. And I'm I'm regretting the fact that I did not have Zalatath transmogged just to see if Zalatath actually said something. And, and Burkhart and I were even talking about it. And Burkhart, I can tell you, Googled it, I did some research, I looked at Reddit. People are saying that when they transmogged into Zaltath, she did not have anything to say during that time or the record. Oh, okay. Okay. Good to know. I, just, I have to do my shadow priest duty. That's how it is. Um, plus, I just, I'm waiting for her to have new lines anytime now. So, 
Uh, but this was not the moment. You'd think this would be the moment, but it's not the moment. So, yeah. It would yeah. be a little weird for Zaltat to have a new line if technically in the timeline she's not in the dagger anymore, just so you know. Just just pointing that out. I know. It would be weird. I know, but I'm still... I'm still waiting for it, okay? Just, you're just, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm here to rain on your parade and say... Why? Why you gotta rain on it? Because <laughs> it would be freaking weird. Let me have my hope, damn it. <laughs> it would be really freaking weird if old Zaltath, not in the dagger anymore, had something new to say. I'm just saying. Maybe she left pre-recorded messages for me, okay? You don't know. Oh, okay. It's gonna be like... This is Zaltath. Um, I know this is gonna happen at some point. Um, this is for you. Don't eat the thing of a mom. Just say that. Don't eat it. Why does your salad test sound like Elmo? I don't know. That test sounds like Elmo sometimes. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, I'm just picturing some kind of like old god Elmo. Yeah, Zalatas shows up and just goes. Where you live. <laughs> it's like, oh, I don't live God. anywhere. I'm a murder hobo. <laughs> don't have a home. Those okay. won't give me player housing. Oh, someday. Someday. I'll put a poster of uh, Old God Elmo up there. So we have, like I said, Old God Whispers. They're pretty cool. And at that point, and this is kind of going to what Jim was saying about how, like, Chromie and Turnus, like, the way they started talking with each other is like, this really shines through in this moment when they actually decide to work together alongside us and Dante and Siaz, who actually joined us this time in order to stabilize everything and fix it. It was a pretty cool conversation between two of them. Just, you can kind of see their similarities and whatnot. But anyways, we manage, fix it. We all return to the current timeline together where we see the bronze oath stone returned, restored and all that jazz. And we get this conversation. Aided Cronormu. For that, I am grateful and will spare you. But leave. Quickly. We will bring you to your ultimate fate. You cannot deny what is to come. When we meet again, do not expect clemency for what has transpired. succeeded. I thought I had more time. Oh no. I'm sorry. I, I thought I was strong enough to defeat her. I... I... Ah, Cronormu. You have done nothing wrong. You fought valiantly and well. But Eternus is right. My fate is inevitable. What do you mean? Each day that passes, the future flows into the present, which blurs into the past. Soon, it will merge into one, and that is when I will become my darkest self. 
Murazond. And when that day comes to pass, I look to you to do what must be done. Yes, Timeless One. I will do exactly what you need me to. I will find another way. There is none. Time encompasses all possibilities. You taught me that. I will search every timeline, every moment, until I find a solution to save you. Chronormo, in all timelines, please know, I am and always have been proud of you. That's the best friggin' best best friggin' cutscene in like everything. Uh, God, I love it. It's so good. It's it really it really is, and they did such a good job with the not just the the facial features, but also the voice acting to really bring the emotion of the moment out. It was heartwarming and sad all at the same time, and we we hear how resigned Nazdurmu is to to the fate of being Morazond and. Just how absolutely convinced Kirby is that she's going to save him. Nazal, like, you're going to kill me when it happens, right? Like, just, just, just kill me. Like, you know what you have to do. Kirby's like, no, <laughs> I will find another way, bitch. Like, it's not going to happen. <laughs> but it was just, it really was such a heartfelt moment. And I, I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Kirby's like, hey, hey, Nazar, come here. Come here. Kirby's like, Let me tell you something. No. It's <laughs> not gonna happen. <laughs> right. Shut up, bitch. I'm gonna fix it. And it's gonna be great. You're gonna be Nazdormu, you're gonna be timeless one, and I'm still gonna be your bud, uh Kronormu, as you call me. Although I'm Chromie. Yep. Just call me Chromie, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, and this is a moment where you know people are starting to wonder, like, are they setting it up for Chromie to sacrifice herself in order to save Nazdormu? Maybe. I, I maybe. <laughs> I mean, well, I will say if that's the case, it sure puts a damper on the whole Chromie is Eternus thing. Unless Jin is right. And that's a totally different, like alternate version of. And that's Chromie. what I'm saying. Like maybe he is alternate. She is alternate version of Chromie. So who knows? Or maybe Nazdormu does become Murzond. And when it happens, the force of the power of the time energy corrupted, blah, 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 blah. Also sucks in Chromie and Chromie becomes Eternus. So you never know. I don't freaking I don't know. I don't freaking know. Uh, we're gonna find out together. It's gonna be great. Hey, this is only 10.0. Uh and yeah. we'll find out in 10 point number. <laughs> 10 point number. Here it is. Positive integer. 10 point number. <laughs> Positive integer. Oh dear lord. Anyways, do you have any thoughts you want to add? Any speculations? What did you think about all this business? Oh, I just I just love the whole thing because it, it Chromie reminds me a little bit of myself. Where it's like, hey man, like so this is gonna happen, you're gonna do this thing, blah 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 blah. And I'm like, that's cool and all. Uh it's not gonna happen. Uh no, no, no. Like like let's talk real. We're, reality. We're gonna be realist for a second. I was like, ah, you don't know me. I'm the eternal optimist and I'm going to fix it. So, hey, stop right. it. We're not, we're not talking that way uh, because everything goes my way. Just so you know, if it doesn't go my way, it should. And eventually I will explain it away to a way where it did go my way. See the Emerald Dream? We're eventually going to go to the Emerald Dream. And it did go Jen's <laughs> way. 
It's just not in his timeline. See, eventually, eventually I'm right. If you just keep saying it, just like the community is like, this expansion is the Dragon House. And eventually we were totally right. Eventually we were right. So, hey, we're here now. And eventually, uh, Chromie's going to be right because Chromie's going to fix it all because uh, Chromie's the best. So that's my takeaway. It's true. I like it. Good. And also, Chromie is fantastic and here's the storm as a really fun hero to play. She is. That's true. That's true. She's fun. There is technically a side quest I want to mention really quickly, but at the same time, it makes sense to include it in all this. So we head to Foul Dragon, and that's when we are told about the Mother Oathstone. With the Oathstones of each flight renewed, I believe we can channel the essence of each into the Mother Oathstone and restore our aspectral powers. This sacred artifact and symbol of the unity of dragonkind lies within Tearhold. Koronos, what can you tell us of it? It has been many centuries since we last walked the halls of Tear's stronghold. When the Isles awakened, so too did the guardians of Tearhold. While some have resumed their duties, others have taken to acting erratically. Should you go there, I cannot guarantee the greeting you will receive. I understand. However, I have faith that with the help of our champion, we can overcome any danger. I mean, that's putting a lot of faith in someone who, if you look at my statistics, have died over 25,000 times. Nope, you're wrong. It's 23,870. <laughs> you know, we'll get it done eventually. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. It's fine. So, as you can guess, we go to Tearhold to talk to Alex Traza as she tries to activate the Mother Oath Stone, which we have that clip here. I owe you my thanks. You have helped the Dragonflights remember our calling. With the Oath Stones renewed, we can finally reclaim our aspectral power. This has to work. favorite line of this whole thing is Razzagath what have you done it's like bitch I ain't done shit <laughs> 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 your little oak stone or whatever 
you don't clearly don't know what you're doing. So I just think this is funny. So <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go let my brothers and sisters out. So uh, see you. And legit, that was funny because that laugh that was that was pretty funny. <laughs> That's very much like evil villain laugh there. Yeah, she's <laughs> doing her twisting her. I don't know her beak. Uh, <laughs> she's twisting her beak. Oh man, she ain't got a mustache. She's <laughs> got a little beak, beak. I just, I just, I, I don't know. I just thought this whole thing was funny. It's like, oh, this has got to work. And like, well, does it? I mean, you didn't really know how to start your red oath stone in the first place, and you just like, oh, you put the eggs back. Ah, oh, started. Okay, cool. All right, Alex Straza, we're gonna start the mother oath stone. Which, okay, there's a mother oath stone now. All right, neat. <laughs> It's one the one oath trying to rule them all. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of watch a lot of Lord of the Rings uh, YouTube videos. They keep popping up in my little freaking suggested. I was like, oh, thank you. I watch that. <laughs> yes, yes, please. <laughs> yeah. I really like the one where it's like, what if Gandalf took the ring? That's a good video. Just check it out, everybody. Ooh, it's fun. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun video. It's fun. I'll check that out. Yeah. Uh, anyways, do you have anything I want to add? Because at this point, I mean, as yeah. we hear, the Mother Oath didn't work. Razageth laughs. And then flies off to the Vault of Incarnates, which is where we go for the raid. Yeah, that's, that's which will pretty much be in the story continues. Go to the raid. All right, so there we go. That's technically another story there. Now, if you have not reached Renown 12 with Valdracking it and do not want to be spoiled, because let me tell you, don't be spoiled. If you haven't been, you haven't done this yet, turn off the episode. Go do it. It's at the end. It'll be totally worth it. So here's your spoiler warning. I don't, I don't know why you got to do it in front of the kid with the effing. All you gotta do is say earmuffs to him. Earmuffs. Mm-hmm. So, we go to Tearhold. Old, old Doris. You know, as Tear would prefer it to be called. Because uh, that's the last place where the original aspects, the OG aspects, saw Keeper Tear. And we actually get to see a vision of their parting conversation, which we'll talk about in a minute. But after that conversation, that's when Tear leaves to go deal with Loken's Rebellion which included teaming up with Ionia and Arcadis to steal the Disc of Norganon from Loken. All of that, you know, Loken freaked out when he discovered they're missing. I was like, oh my God, go get them back. And then Tyr sacrificed himself <laughs> so that Ionia and Arcadis <laughs> could get away with the disc, right? Like, so timeline wise, that's what that happened. That's a beautiful summary of those events. I love it. That's, <laughs> that's exactly Didn't listen too much to you. Um, so, but so that's if 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 you went through this and you were like, wait, is this a retcon? How is this last place I saw him? It actually timeline wise, it it makes sense. It's it's okay, um, but that's where that happens. So for this quest, Alex Straza gives us a silver scale, and that was the last gift to the aspects from Tier. We take it to Tier Hold, we plug it into a console, and then we go around and activate different Titan consoles around Tier Hold. Now, each of those have a very, 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 very fragmented data entry, which I don't like for me personally, all this Keeper Tier stuff, I find super interesting because we've been talking about the Titans and the Keepers and Keeper Tier and all of these, all of these, you know, different Keepers for, for a long, long time. So to now be getting more information about them, I get really excited about this stuff and I'm like, yes, give me more. And get to get to hear more of them and about them from back in the day when, you know, before all of us crazies were around, right? Like back in older, older, older Azeroth. I just, I get really excited to hear these things. So to hear these very fragmented messages from Tyr, 
I, I got pretty excited about them. And I, I spent a very, <laughs> very long time trying to find the voice lines for each of them to play. It's not easy. I eventually had to go through a novel video where it was a great video. Like he goes to the lore of behind this quest line in terms of, you know, here and the different keepers and whatnot. It's, it was really well done because it's novel. Of course, it's well done. But thankfully, he played because he was recording going through the quest. So he played all of the fragmented messages. So I grabbed them and spliced them all together. So thanks, Novel, for doing that, <laughs> for making my life slightly easier after me searching for like at least an hour. Uh, we'll put a link in the show notes to the video. It really is good. So if you want more detailed history info on Keeper Tier and Loken and all that jazz from back then, go watch it. It's great. So anyways... These fragmented messages were fragmented, and then I spliced them together even more, but here they are. For the good in order to be of dragonkind sent by the Pantheon to push back void, the dragons shall be caretakers for the future of Azeroth. Odin refuses to see. Azeroth must take Loken's must be punished. Unforgivable shadows rising in the too great. Ulduar infested by its own prisoner. Arcadis, Ironia, all that I can trust. The records must be kept safe. Must be preserved for when the... Yeah. That was it. Like I said, they're, they're fragmented. <laughs> they're super fragmented, but if you're a big old nerd like me uh, and have like poured over Chronicle Volume 1 more than I probably should, you're like, yep, yep, know that one. Yep, yep, know that one. Yep, know that yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, it's all stuff we know, but to hear it in his voice and to like imagine him going around like leaving these messages, messages and everything and to know what was on his mind before he left. I I just thought it was really cool to hear these, and I got so excited with each one. I was like, oh, what's the next one going to say? Ooh. Yeah. I, so I think what excited me great. the most about it is this is the first time that we've actually gotten anything like this in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So, like, all of that has been around since, like, 2016, 2017, when Chronicle Volume 1 came out. Like, we all knew the information. Right. If, if you read the book, right? Um, But if you didn't, this is the first time you're hearing all of this, right? And this is actually like some really cool information. It's some of the stuff that like really gets me all geeked up about it. So, so yeah, me just going, eh, heard it, eh, heard it. No, that I was pretty giddy as I was going through this quest line too. I was like, yeah, I've heard it, but at the same time, I'm like, this is pretty cool. I freaking like this. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I mean, because like I was saying, like we've known this stuff since you know Chronicle Volume One, right? And we, we know of Iron Aya and Arcadis and the Disc and Organon since, you know, back when we were running Ultiman back in the day, right? Originally. So it's just to be getting, to, to go in this circle and to be getting this information and in a little more in-depth in-game and get to see it in-game. It's just, and hear it. And I really like the way they did it too. Like it was just, it was really cool. And I, I, I geeked out the entire time during this quest line. It was just... It was really cool. I, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. And after collecting all of those messages, we follow around a little Titan Worm thingamabobby, right? That uh, 
we actually get a chance to see a vision from the last time the Aspects talked to Tyr. An old memory of a beloved friend. Let us hope it has wisdom to impart. My friends, I am leaving on a journey, one that may keep me away for some time. Before I depart, I have something I wish to leave in your care. To symbolize our bond, I present you with this scale forged of purest silver. A thoughtful gift, though its enchantments obscure my vision as to its true nature. Perceptive as always, timeless one, but do not be troubled. You know my fondness for mysteries. I suspect that this scale has a deeper meaning. That you are leaving it with us, because your journey will place you in grave peril. Tell us what danger lies ahead of you, Tyr. We would gladly face it at your side. Where I go, you cannot follow. There is sacred knowledge that can only be safeguarded by myself and my fellow keepers. Your place is here. You must prepare your flights for the great destiny that lies before them. I am sorry, my friends. I wish I had more time with you, but I must go. Remember, the silver scale will reveal its value in a time of need. Be well. Yeah, buddy. Did did you also geek out about seeing that whole conversation play out? Yeah, I did, and um, and then as I'm reliving this again, I'm I'm laughing at the uh tear. I can't see shit. (laughs) (laughs) Right when I was going through the quest line, I was too busy geeking out in the moment to notice that. But as we've been talking about it in that moment here again, I was like, oh look, even back then, Nostrum had issues seeing things. It's like, you know, come on, buddy. It's like, you know me, Nazgrabu. I'm a, I'm an enigma <laughs> wrapped in a mystery. I'm like, oh, okay, come on, dork. <laughs> right. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So obviously this is a time of need, right? And they're like, the, the, the incarnates are bad, man. The primal incarnates are bad. The dragonflight has no, no power. And we don't know what's going to happen in the future. It's a time of need, okay? Is it? It is. It is. Sure. The incarnates are bad, okay? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) How are the dragonflies going to fight the incarnates when they're not powerful enough? Well, maybe the incarnates should win. Alexstrasza has almost died. Caligos has almost died. Freaking Nazdormu can't see shit. Like, they need their power back. I'm just saying, maybe the incarnates should win. I'm just, maybe it's the time for the aspects to step aside. Maybe. Why are you wanting the bad guy to win? I don't know. That maybe, maybe the incarnates are the bad guy. Maybe, <laughs> maybe no. we have been polluted and clouded with our, you know, order biases. Just- I mean, which is entirely possible. I mean, Razageth early on is calling out, you know, Alex Straza and the whole, you know, Titan magic is a stain and blah, 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 blah. I mean, and we are starting to question Titans. That's just true. And I kind of want to see that 
play out. And I kind of want to find out that the Titans aren't all that good. And, you know, things are morally gray and whatnot, blah, 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 blah. But on the other hand, I also don't want the Incarnates to win. For sure. They're bad. I'm just like, can't we all just get along? That's what we all need to figure out. No, that's, that's we know there's just no way we can get along. After 20 freaking years, almost uh, like 19 years, something. Uh, the Horde and the Alliance figured it out. <laughs> just saying. Finally, yes. And the Incarnates and the Aspects have had 20,000 years to do it. Okay, 20. Which means they're not going to do it, Jen. Okay, that's probably true. That's probably a good point. <laughs> kind of lost cause at this point. It's like freaking. I mean, Alex Draza was kind and chose not to kill Razageth back in the day. Yeah. And here Razageth is still being bad and fighting back. Okay, so I think that shows that they can't live in peace and harmony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. 20,000 years is a long time. So, <laughs> yes, uh, it is. So, yeah, when Alex Strauss is like, it's been many centuries. Ten. Uh, many centuries since we- it's been ten. Just say ten, uh, Alex Strauss. It's been ten since you've been back here. It's been 10,000 years. Stop saying many centuries. It's been ten. Right. She's so well, big. Just be more specific, Alex Straza. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Despite what Jin's saying, I say this is a time of need. And everyone ever agrees except for Jin. So Alex Straza at this point something. She says whatever. So Alex Straza says <laughs> basically that she hopes Tyr would be proud of them and the dragon kind thrives. And, and then the floating tight orb that guided us to see the vision that we just saw and gushed over activated and an echo of tear appeared. Keeper designation tear not found. Activating silver protocol. An echo of tear. What wisdom has he left behind for us? If you are seeing this message, it means a time of great need is at hand. But I am no longer among you. Take the silver scale to my forge in Tyrold, and more shall be revealed. Mysteries within mysteries. Hmm. Tyr always had a plan. Uh, I don't know why Tyr didn't tell him at this point what's about to happen. I'm not going to spoil it if you don't know. If you're just like, screw spoilers, look at a power ahead. I don't care that I'm not renowned 12 with the Veldrak in a quarter or whatever. I'm just going to listen to Live, Laugh, Lore because they're cool folks and they don't, they never steer me wrong. It's true. So Hi, uh, I'm not going to spoil it. We're going to get there. But uh, I just want to say, well, come on, Tyr. You can tell him at this point. So what's with the tickets to the console and the forge? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> just freaking tell Because well, A, then you don't get the dramatic ending. B, he isn't going to say, Activate Silver Protocol because let me tell you, Silver Protocol I think just sounds awesome and pretty badass. Silver Protocol, activate Silver Protocol. Spoiler warning: insert here. Blah blah blah. (laughs) But that would take away the mystery and the excitement of what happens at the end. Okay, fine. I suppose. I mean, if you're trying to build drama and and suspense, yes, tension and things like that. Okay, all right. I, I get it. I get it. We're, we're trying to build the drama. Good job, story yes. team. You built the drama because I was like, oh, what's the silver protocol? And then I found out. I was like, me too. Yeah. Yeah. 
So at this point, we have to go into the Halls of Infusion dungeon, which we'll talk about in another episode at some point, and obtain the Titan Steel ingots. Now, if you look, the flavor text on those say that Agrimar made them and that all the keepers are made from them. Hmm. Look at that. Yeah. So, although it was funny, <laughs> we get them from a, what is his name? Wait, I wrote this down. I totally wrote this down, right? Hold on. I literally took like paper and pen notes as I was going through this. Yeah, it's a dude. Um, Allie is finding the, the, the name for her. It is a dude. Yeah. And Ir- Iridius. Yes, that is right. Right, because he's talking about because Iridius was a very good boss for Fury War. Keeper. Very good boss. So, like ri- originally, he w- he was a keeper or something. Like he worked with Tear mm-hmm. at Tearhold and everything. Would you like to know why this and is a very good boss for a Fury Warrior? What? Because you want to know why this is a very good boss for a Fury Warrior? Why is it a good boss for a Fury Warrior? Because his health starts at thirty percent. So you that's true. You can execute almost instantaneously. It's same like, thing with uh, Shadow Priest. Um, Shadow Death. Fantastic. Yep. Um, oh, yeah, look at me go. But look at so we numbers. we know that's true. It's all the numbers. So we know <laughs> that Aridius is corrupted at this point, but Tyr doesn't know. So the Echo of Tyr at some point during the quest was all like, "Oh, I trust that Aridius is doing well." And I'm all like, "Uh, about that, buddy." Um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's fine. He's doing all right. Yeah, we'll, just, we'll, just, we'll, just, we'll just go with that. Just move just, past that. We got things to take care of. Like, what's with your silver scale here, right? Because mm-hmm. you said you're thinking, like, okay, it's a silver scale, like a trophy to sit on a shelf. Like, what? what is this? No, it's not just a silver scale. There's all these different hidden messages and enchantments and whatnots in it. And so we take that scale shut it back in the Titan console by the forge, right? We chuck the ingots into the forge, activate that said console, and we freaking remake Keeper Tear. Kinda. Like, he is there. The Kinda. body. Kinda. Kinda. We got a shell. Well, we, we well, it's, as I said, his body. We make his body. Mm-hmm. Play the clip. Oh, yeah, we could do that. This body looks exactly like the tear we knew, though it is but an empty vessel bereft of the noble spirit that made him such a trusted friend. Tyr must have known he was going to his doom, so he left behind the silver scale as a catalyst to restore his physical form. A truth he kept veiled from my perceptions until a time when his wisdom would be needed. Tyr's allies hid a record of his memories in the depths of Uldaman. But before it could be recovered... Agents of the Infinite Dragonflight cast the disc into the timeways. Yeah, they sure did. I did, which we know we've talked about before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when that moment happened, and we like push the button, and out comes you know the the shell keeper tear. Like my jaw dropped. I was like, dude, what is even happening? Like, oh my god, we just remade tear. I got so excited. I'm like what is this going to mean for everything? And I was very excited. Yeah. I was very, I was in the same boat very much. So, and then it got me thinking, I was like, okay, so this is just some additional information, some fun stuff because basically tier is like, all right, I'm going to go ahead and put in a safeguard in the event that Loken and all of his machinations basically destroy me. And as we all know, that is exactly what happened because, you know, 
the friggin' two um, Indraki, the Kithics, and whatever the other one is. I just uh, Zekajaz or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he killed one, and then the other one, uh, you know, scampered off. But he managed to kill one by basically detonating his body. Right. So that yeah. is how he was finally able to defeat the, you know, the faceless ones. And yeah, it was, a, it was a big freaking battle. So the fact that he had this backup plan in place, like he was playing Eve online and had his clone ready to go, <laughs> is it's pretty cool. Like I, I definitely like where they're going with this. Um, and Tyr just is slowly becoming more and more crafty as we go. Because I mean, originally we he thought is. Tyr was just the the badass warrior guy, but no, he. He knows what's up. He clearly knows what the heck's going on. He So I'm definitely excited to know more about what happened with Tyr and what happened with the, uh, you know, you know, freaking Deathwing's donut gauntlet. <laughs> right? Just like, like all of it. <laughs> I'll just all, I'm, I'm super excited. I'm, I would like to know more about what's going on with this storyline because it's, it's really yeah. cool. I'm, I'm liking it so much. Yeah. I'm so excited to see where this goes. It's, ah, uh, I, I, I don't know what I expected when we threw the bars in and hit hit the button, but that was not what I expected, and I was very excited about it. Nice. Well, yeah, it was, it was nice to know that you were excited, and, and you were like, "That's that not what I was expecting." Perfect. Yeah, jaw dropped all, all the whole nine yards. <laughs> yep. Well, that is uh, where we're going to leave it, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Unless you have anything else you want to add about the Aldrassus storyline in general. No, Thaldress storyline, freaking loved it. Beautiful, jumped the time ways. Chromie, Nazdormu, it's going to be great. We could probably discuss more of, you know, like the, all that kind of stuff in future episodes, but I I don't have much to say about Tyr right now, but I just, I, as people say online or something, definitely watch the space. It's going to be like whatever happens with Tyr and all that is going to be really, really freaking interesting, you know. Maybe something with uh, Odin's going to come back. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I, yeah, I have a strong feeling Odin's going to be uh, play a major role in you know future patches. Yeah, um, I agree. And Tyr at this point, all I, this is yeah, you know, this is Chekhov's Tyr's body. Like you're like Tyr's coming back. Like almost almost guaranteed. Like I would be really freaking weird if Tyr didn't eventually come back. Um, yeah. It's got to be, you know, looking forward to that a quest at some point to go get the disc back. The one that has all his memories and stuff. Yep. And, you know, insert the disc and make him come to life. Yeah. And I like the whole tie in, too, because it makes more sense. You know, because when we first did it during the pre-patch, we're thinking, oh, well, they did that because, you know, that this is the instruction manual to you know, recreate the aspects. And oh, no, it's definitely more than that. So I can see why they would be like, oh, let's not do that. That's this goes against our plans. Right. I was be interested yeah. to know how that goes against your plans. But hey, the Infinite Dragonflight, they are the they're the constant foil to all of our plans. So there you go. Yep. Yep. Well, at this point, that's the storyline until you get to now 19. And there are a ton of side quests, not just in Thaldrasis, but everywhere. So many. There's so many. And so I took to Discord and Twitter and asked you, dear listener, what your favorite side quest or storyline has been so far. Now, granted, I probably should have specified Dragonflight. I didn't. 
So some of our questions go beyond just Dragonflight, but that's okay because there's so there's so many fun quests in this game. So it's good. It's fine. So from Discord, first off, we have Solaris Wesson, who says, I 100% every zone, so I don't know what is and isn't a side quest. <laughs> I I get that. That's when you're doing all things, try to remember what is and isn't. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking at this next one for Burkhart. The Duck's Quest in Emerald Garden Sub Zone. Um, I think I have not done that one yet. I'm gonna have to go uh, check what? that one. I'm gonna have to go check out with the all ducks. the little with all the little ducks. I mean, I've definitely de- dealt with ducks, but I don't know if I've done a duck side quest. So yeah, it's a whole it's a whole side quest with ducks, and you get the little ducks, and you gotta There's some duck. All right, I guess I gotta go find it. Yeah, and you get like a little pet duck at the end of it. Yeah, I, I mean, I still haven't finished the side quest with Tavon or whatever his dude's name is. Jen. It's like there's so many freaking things to do. Like when you log in, it's just like a <laughs> cornucopia of like, like pfft. you want to go do side quests. You want to go do work on Mythic Plus and you know not be a drag on your raid team anymore. Uh, both. <laughs> so yeah, I gotta go do the, gotta go do the ducks. Gotta do the ducks. Gotta do the ducks. And take mud on. says, and see mud, you get me mud, you get me mud. My favorite is a quest, but an achievement. If you pet all the Bakar and the Naran planes, you get the achievement called Who's a Good Bakar? Tavon. I'm, I'm well, Tavon is best Bakar, but I am still working. I actually have that achievement tracked, Mud, and I am working through it right now because I need it. I wish there was a title that came with it because that would be amazing, but. What would you want? Yeah. The, what would you want the title to be? Um, Best Bakar Buddy. No, that's stupid. Ignore me. I don't know. Okay, uh, I don't know what the title would be either, but it would be funny. It would know. probably be a little awkward with a worgen having it, but I don't. I don't care. It's. I love the Bakar so much. They're just fantastic. Oh, okay. All right. Well, Wildman, Cal, Wildman, C A Cal, whatever. Uh, I really like the quest involving the dragon in dwarf form, who is looking out on the waking shores from the top of the Ruby Life Shrine. I really enjoyed that quest too. Like, oh, it's so good. This is one of those quests where it's just like this was this was the most Miss and Pandaria vibes I got the entire thing. Where it was like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna chill, we're gonna slow down, just we're just gonna chat for a bit, and that's it. It was it was a great one. I like that. I like that whole whole quest. It was fantastic. Loved it. And Marjo Fission agrees because they say it's been a million times said everywhere. It's been said a million times everywhere. I said that wrong. He said it right. It's fine. It's been said a million times everywhere. But the sit and listen quest from the red dragon in the dwarf visage. Not only was it super emotional, but you get to learn about the relationships between dragons of different flights. He loved his best friend and it was heartbreaking that he was forced to kill her when she killed his family. Yeah. And like Jen said, like it was just, it was so good. And just not only is it a beautiful view from there while you're sitting and listening, but the, the emotion in that quest and the way it was told like it it enveloped everything like I it's hard to not just be there in that moment because it's not voice acting so you have to actually read the story and I think it kind of forces you to actually be more in the moment and not listen to this music or this stream or whatever like to really truly enjoy it like you have to be there in the moment with him as he tells the story and I think that makes it much more powerful because you kind of put yourself in his shoes. Uh, Various Straws, I think is his name. And it was 
like when I first did it, like I, my, my eyes watered up and everything. It was so good. So good. Yep. Definitely agree. And I, I really hope we get some kind of follow up down the road in this expansion of him having maybe healed a little bit or had just find some kind of closure or something. I just, I want more for him and of him in general. All right. I, I could definitely use more dwarf dragon form. Visitors. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm down with that. Because dwarves are awesome. So yeah, bring bring more of that, please. Yep, yep. All right. Well, going over to Twitter now. We got Wookie BH. I've seen everyone talking about how Tavon is a good boy or the Veristrans quest got them in the fields. But where's the love for Venderthan? <laughs> Quitting the battle to run a daycare? How sweet! And his name changes to Vendi, the evil Drakthir who finds the kids in the library where he's looking for an artifact and decides to watch them instead. That was a fantastic quest line. I won't plead the fifth. I haven't done them yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was trying to tell from any face you were making. It was as as someone who just left the early childhood profession, that quest line, I was laughing the entire time I, st- I think I streamed that one too but it was it was fantastic it was just one of those fun little things that someone wrote and put a lot of love into it and the the oh, animations for it it's just it's so good nope I think I literally did this one just the other night and I'm not thinking so this were like the three little adorable kids who were like running around and like one of them was trying to like reach and jump and hit to get the artifact and and then there's like the whole yeah I think I did actually did this one I remember now that is yeah it was actually a lot of fun <laughs> I do remember this one this was super funny yeah and just the, the freaking children Drakthir dragon dragonkin I don't think they're Drakthir I think they're like dragonkin oh my god they're freaking hilarious <laughs> it's so funny if you've ever been around a preschool or a daycare, or if you have ever been around little children, if you have a little children of your own, like this quest is spot on. It's, it's fantastic. It's so much fun. Yep. So to continue on at crystal says definitely the brave researchers in waking shores, the children come across an injured whelp and ask you to help it. Varen's sorry, words, Baron Von Swoopenbite is the best name. Runner-up for quests is Tavon's purpose in Onaran Plains. Because you help find help the Bukatar find a place in the tribe. And then Allie cries. Um, <laughs> yes, I do believe... Baron Von Swoopenbite was also the name Early on, I, I remember a Baron Von Swoopenbite. And I thought that was really funny. That's a fantastic name. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a point where I think this is one of the ones where you yes. Yeah, this is the one. Yeah, so you help the the kids. Um you're supposed to go get a bunch of uh like some meat or something like that to for for whatever reason you don't know. And the kid gets off the box and there's a little baby a protodrake under into the box. And the dragon the little protodrake won't eat anything and they're like, "Well, we better call call whatever the dude's name was." Uh, and then it's like, well, help him out, you know, because you, you know what's going on. We got to help him out. So, yeah, they wind up keeping the, the friggin' Protodrake little baby. 
uh, and you you get to help name him. And I absolutely chose Baron Von Swoop and Bite. <laughs> that's right. You get to name it. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, uh, I probably would have picked Bitey McBiteface if that was an option, but Baron Von Swoop and Bite was. Uh, that's that's a good one. Solid, oh, I, solid. Although I almost, I was so close. I really wanted to like buck the trend, but because I, I knew this was probably going to be the most popular one, I really wanted to pick Bob because that was one of them too. You could pick Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I want to, I want to look at all the options and see if I can remember what I chose. But I want to say I chose Baron von Swoop and Bite. Yeah, I know. It's just, it's just too good. Yeah, yeah. All right. Next up, we got. Uh, at hammer underscore barn. It's extremely short, but I really love the Azure Span quest where two Tuscar kids find a null baby and want to keep it. Lol. So yeah, I did this. I did the side quest, and yeah, this one was great. I I loved it because honestly, null children are freaking adorable. They really are, <laughs> and it was really cute. And at some point. Later on, when they make it back to the Tuscar camp and you're done with all that quest, there's a little follow-up conversation that's like, hey, you know, how's how's a little no doing? And when the adult Tuscar warning them, like, you know, eventually he might want to run off to be with the Knoll people and whatnot, just kind of warning them. And it was cool to see that follow-up. But yeah, it was it was a pretty cool quest. Yeah, totally agree. I love this one. That was a, it was really funny. I did that one pretty early on, so it's not super fresh in my mind like something right at hoax wra warm rush cord yep and kind of called me out made a good point and says well since you didn't say in dragonflight specifically which is true i didn't i kind of wish i had but i didn't uh (laughs) i will just say that nothing since the lady's necklace has been even close to as captivating for me starting with the random drop in the Ghostlands and ultimately ending up in the Ender City before Sylvanas herself. Yeah, I remember that one. Yep. Because fun fact that many people don't know, one of the first characters I ever played before I rolled my Dwarven Warrior that I fell in love with was a Blood Elf Mage. And I did do this quest long, long ago. Yeah, so I've, I've, I've done that one. And yeah. Never did that one on my dwarf, obviously, because that's not a it's not an alliance quest. <laughs> right. Yes. I've never done it myself. I've created various hordies, but I've never actually done that myself. So I need to, but I've watched it on like YouTube or something played out. And it was a pretty great quest. I get it. Yeah. I I remember doing it myself on this blood elf that I don't even know if I still have. Like I could probably dig around in the uh, old servers that I played on with some of the my old friends. But yeah, it was it's been a long time since I did that one. That Blood Elf is probably like level three now with all the little <laughs> level squishes and things that have happened over the years. <laughs> all right. So next up, we got Sky Shredder 1989. That was a good year. Uh, a long time listener, first time caller. Oh, that's great. Great to be to. Hello. Hello. Uh, hi. Uh, first time caller. <laughs> so- the Wrathgate, to be honest. Oh, you guys are you guys are cheating now. <laughs> it was my very first quest line that I actually followed the lore. I kind of understood the Alliance side, but just barely. It changed the entire expansion for me since I leveled a new tune just to learn lore. Well, well you're just like, hey, I want to go be a good guy now and not be a bad guy and play the whore. Oh, I mean, it's not really 
good or bad back then. It's just like different points of view. I know, I know. Moving on. <laughs> but yeah, Wrathgate, that's classic. That's classic. Everyone loves that. Of course, of course. And last but not least, we have Ask the Kunka, who says, I just did Lilac Ramble in the Narn Plains earlier today and rather enjoyed the Dryads trying to cheer up a friend. Well, I haven't done that one yet. I don't think it's over there. Like, so, because, so if you go to our Twitter, you can see that Kunka, actually, a few different people posted. Uh, links and information to these quests, which is really cool. So that you could look, but yeah, it's over in the uh, west, over there in the Shady Sanctuary. All right, I'll check that out. And I, I don't, because I haven't. I was so I've been so focused on the Valdraken. Like I went through all of or most of Waking Shores side quests, and I get did a good chunk of the plains, and then hit seventy and decided to move into Azure Span and didn't actually quite do all of the plain side quests yet. So I think I've missed this one. So I'm gonna have to check that out soon. May this weekend. Yeah. Well, Allie, do you have any side quests that you're just like, oh I have to tell the story I that is do. a Tavon because we already did that one. <laughs> <laughs> I do because I've already I've already gushed about Tavon, which is the best quest. Let me see if you get but, the same one as me. I'm curious. Here we go. Uh maybe. And I forget names. But basically, it's over just to the west of the Tescar people. And there's a little little group of expedition group. No, okay. Uh, There's a little group of four four expedition people. There's a blood elf, dwarf, uh, mechanome, and someone else. Um, But they're doing, you know, exploration, you know, whatnot stuff. Do you know which quest I'm talking about? Nope. Nope. Okay. Um, Basically... Very long story short, the dwarf and and all four of these people, they do a great job. Like really like they're very personality filled people for better or worse, which makes it really entertaining. But the dwarf um, basically ends up licking some rocks and going insane to okay, the point. Yeah, that, I did do this one <laughs> to, to the point that he thinks he's like the king of the something crystal something or other and he's got like a big old crystal on his head like a <laughs> yeah, crown I did, I did this one yeah <laughs> and like crystals on hands and he, he's he basically he's, he's lost he's got a little psycho right and so you have to kind of basically you know do some damage some smack some sense into him um and through the whole quest line like you go find some like rock salt and this that and the other whatever it just the ending made it all totally worth it it was so much fun because he was just one of those stupid little silly things. It was just so funny. He, he thought he was the king of the crystal, whatever thing in the lobby. But yeah, totally remember that one. Yeah. I love that one. I, I got a kick out of that. Where he had like the the rock formation on his head and all that kind of yeah. crap when you're fighting. Because <laughs> he was licking rocks, just like Sokka drinking cactus juice. It'll quench you. <laughs> Quenchiest. <laughs> So yeah, so that's, I mean, there's plenty, but that's definitely high on my list because that was, that was pretty entertaining. All right. How about you? Oh, I've mentioned it before, but I nothing has topped this side quest for me because it is the most heartfelt and just like, wow, that, that would be very, just be hard to deal with, be really hard to deal with. So for me, one of my favorite kind, I would say, story line elements in in Warcraft in general is actually the coming to terms of the atrocities that the orcs did and trying to move past them. Yeah. Um, 
and not necessarily, you know, it, it's, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of heaviness there. So when the Dragon Maw clan member is going around and basically saying that this is how it should have been, this is what the Red Dragons should have experienced, um, the horrible things that I did to them. And he was even looking at a very, an incredibly young whelpling, probably like weeks old at this point. He even said that I broke younger whelplings than even this. And just the how tortured that this character was and was really struggling to get past it. And, and one of the main things that you're doing the whole time in this quest is you're basically trying to get him uh, to feel better because he's old. He's, he's old at this point. Um, he's probably not super long for this world as you kind of gathered. Um, right. And like one of the first things you do is you go get a healing potion for him because the guy's trying to just go somewhere. He's trying to, and, and he's, I don't know, arthritis or some type of pain or, or something. He's not able to make the journey. So they're like, all right, let's, let's go help him out. Let's get him a healing potion. Um, and he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm willing to pay like whatever it costs. Like, like I'll totally do it. And they're like, no, like it's fine. Like I'll help you out. They're just, basically just being kind to this person regardless of what they were so it's nice to see that not just Alex Straza embodies the kind of the virtues and the tenets and, and everything of the red dragon flight where much like in uh, war crimes when they brought Alex Straza up on the stand and Tyrande was basically saying well don't you hate them for what you did for what they did to you it's like no I don't hate them I love all life and they're alive so I love them and this this orc trying to come to grips with that because of the how much guilt he has for the pain that he inflicted on the the red dragon flight and how welcoming they have been to him knowing who he for basically it's like oh if they knew who I was it's like you almost get the feeling like they no, they know who you are and they're okay with it. It's like, so yeah, from all that gushing is just me saying that was by far the best uh, side quest that they managed to do. They, they, they put so much emotion and it just these little like, things like it just like, like Ali said, with all these side quests, none of these are voice acted. So as much as I loved the dwarf sitting on the, uh, you know, just sitting on, the the vista looking out on the the wicked shores i love that one but this one was just like that one was gut-wrenching man like i was like oh, was, holy crap it really it was really gut-wrenching it was incredibly well done and i think it was kind of important to address that and everything happened with the dragon Maw clan and the in the red dragon flight and i really thought it was well done and it was another one of the side quests that just really brings you in and brings you to the moment in the moment like that is where you are so yeah i totally agree with you it was fantastic very powerful yeah well with that well, i guess with that's that a, yeah i guess that's a show that's a that's a show yeah well i suppose uh, i don't i don't think i have a button for this no i don't it's just you just we just jump into it we start talking about it so yeah because the show's done, everybody. That's all. So this is usually the part where a lot of people like to like skip forward or something like that. But no, don't skip forward. If you're, if you're just listening, I'm going to tell you some great stuff. So you remember when I did ASMR? We're, coming, we're bringing it back, everybody. All right. Oh, God. That's right.
It's the part of the show where we say a quick thank you to all our patrons that support us. We keep the show going in our masking tape. That's right. If you'd like to join their ranks and show this show the support that it deserves and all the wonderful things that it can have, yeah, that's right. All you got to do is go to patreon.com slash live, laugh, war. Live, laugh, war. That's right. Patreon.com slash live, laugh, war. And you can give us a little a dollar an episode. And you can hear that glorious masking tape sound in your in the back of your mind. You just be like, yeah, you'll feel good. Feel good just supporting us. That's what I'm saying. That's that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You feel good. But beyond all of our patrons that we love so much, every single one of you, you're fantastic. I have to say a very, very special thank you to each and every one of our top patrons. And that is to Mar. I grow tired of torturing gin, gone fishing. All right, well, you're not torturing me anymore. I appreciate fishing. And uh, the only thing I'm a little sad about is my fishing buddy add-on hasn't caught up to uh, the Aww. current stand. Because I can't double double right-click. I can't double right-click the cast. <laughs> it's, I have to, like, oh, it's, it's sad. Enough of that, though, because now I have a lot to say thank you to Ickis, because Ickis is wonderful, Ickis is fantastic, and, and I appreciate you, Ickis. You're a beautiful, beautiful individual. And Sarith. How's it going? How you been? Feeling a little better? I hope, hope you're feeling better, but hey. Hopefully. Yeah. Hi, Sarith. Yeah. Hello. That's that's for you. Nadoon. <laughs> How you doing too? Mm? Mm? You're, you're a fantastic, wonderful individual. And if you uh, enjoyed any of my ASMR, let me know. Uh, <laughs> Mud. How's it going? Huh? I, I, I see you, you liked a, a quest and you, you responded. So hi. I appreciate that. Uh, Chris Malore, what's going on? It's fantastic. Thank you so much for the support. Dungeon Master Burke, looking forward to playing some D&D again. I think that's in the December, not December. We're in January now, folks. This is January now. It's January 21st, I believe, is when we're going to be playing Dungeons & Dragons. Did Mike, did I get the right? Does that sound? Some, that, something like sound that. Right? Yeah, yeah, something yeah, like cause that. Yeah, because it, it ain't this weekend, because I'm no, playing D&D in real life. And, and, and it ain't the next weekend, so I'm thinking it's the 21st. No, it's January 28th. That sounds right to me. And then obviously I say a huge thank you to Decorus because you're fantastic and you're just so wonderful and uh, you're, you're so nice to us and I appreciate you. So thank you, Decorus. And that's it. That's all I'm going to say. I almost did a little more ASMR but I couldn't think of it. You look like you're getting ready. Like, hey, 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 getting ready over here. Hey, All right. No, no. Can't, can't think of <laughs> Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Stories. There's nothing in the world more powerful than a good story. All right, so this is this is some pretty fresh breaking news here. There was a tragic accident during yesterday's Monday Night Football game, in which Buffalo Bills safety Damar Hamlin took a really big hit to the chest while being tackled. He suffered a cardiac arrest right there on the field and is currently still in critical condition at the hospital, needing less help with oxygen. So that's good. He's, he's getting better. But from everything I've heard about how this now 24-year-old is he's one of the good ones. He seems to genuinely care about the fans. He's very open about the love he has for his family. Good attitude. It just seems like, you know, some athletes are just complete assholes. <laughs> but this guy, like from everything I've heard and read, like he seems pretty fantastic. He actually started the Chasing M's Foundation. And his, his words, it's to positively impact the community that raised him. And it supports toy drives, back to school drives, kid camps, and more. Now, this uh, first program, back when it started, was a toy drive 
for underprivileged kids and started two years ago when he was just getting ready to enter the NFL. Like he was already trying to make plans to positively use his platform, his influence to make a difference. That original GoFundMe goal was 2,500. I'm not sure if that was the goal that was two like years ago or if that gets renewed yearly. I don't really quite know about that. But ever since the accident just last night, like literally like a little over 24 hours ago, this thing completely blew up due to the love and support that the entire football community and beyond are showing. Now, at the time of this recording, like right before we started recording, I went and refreshed this. 5656550 dollars have been raised from 192,200 donations. It just completely blew up. Like people are just, even just the smallest amounts, it's just that many people are donating. And on top of the donations, there has just been, now there's been toxic people. I'm not going to address that. Otherwise I will, my blood will boil. This is a positive story, but there really has just been this pure outpouring of love and prayers and kindness and support online and by the people who were at the stadium and the various teams in the NFL. And there's people gathering outside the hospital to pray for Hamlin, like and for his family, for his friends, for the whole Bills organization. It's just, it, it's incredible. Cause this is obviously something that's bigger than just football. And it's moments like these that really show that despite how bad people can be and how toxic and how idiotic and stupid <laughs> some people can be, there's still a lot of good in humanity. And it's sad that it takes tragedies sometimes to bring it out, but it really has been massive. Just that outpouring of love in this situation. So I think it was worth uh, just bringing attention to. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, I did not know anything about this. The only news that I heard about this was I was looking at Twitter for a little bit. And I saw Berserker's tweet about this where it was like, stop the game, you ghouls. <laughs> well, yeah, because at first they weren't like, it was just delay of game. Mm-hmm. Like they were they like they had not canceled the game yet, but like they, they had to perform CPR on the field for like nine minutes. Whew. Like with everyone there, like they had they brought the ambulance onto the field. Like his mom was up in the because like this was like so he's a Buffalo Bills player and this happened over in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. So his mom actually traveled with them like and was up in the stands and stuff. So like, they brought her down so he could she could trans- travel in the ambulance. But CPR for nine minutes and AD and everything, thankfully. But like the those who worked on him on the field like had to work so hard and you know. That for the Bills players and and the and the Bengals and everyone like having to watch that like that's a lot like there's no way like there's there's a theory going around that the NFL was hoping to start the game up again because this was a big game for the NFL and the, the players probably refused to play yeah because no yeah because absolutely not like how could you expect them to go play I'm they get heated the whole thing but yeah like the fact that they took forever to cancel the game was ridiculous yeah that's that's insane um i didn't even know that that any of the, the news so this is interesting to hear um yeah really really tragic stuff that happened on that i mean it's honestly it's probably one of the one of the many reasons i do not watch football <laughs> this is one of the reasons i didn't I didn't hear this um yeah but it is very nice to hear that as much of this uh, 
you know, the, the donations are just pouring in for this kind of thing. It's, it's, it's always beautiful to hear. So, yeah. Yeah. Just in the span of 24 hours. Like, I guarantee by the end of the week, like, it's going to be probably closer to 7 million. Like, it's going to start slowing down soon, but it's it's already hitting at 5.6 million. Like, that's a lot. There's so much good that could be done with that money. So, it's just between that and just the, the out, like I said, there's just the outpouring of love. It's just, it is heartwarming to see that there's just still that kind of good in humanity. Yeah, that is, that's, that's good to hear. But I think with that, we can get out of here and then go do, I don't know, more of these side quests that I haven't done. Tavon, all that good stuff. You gotta, you gotta go. You gotta go. You gotta do Tavon. All right, fine. I'll go do Tavon. Thank you so much for listening to Live, Laugh, Lore. If you have a topic or a question you'd like us to discuss, send us an email at lizlaughlorecast at gmail.com. If you want to support us on Patreon, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash livelaughlore, and you can keep the show going for as little as a dollar an episode. You can watch Ali live on Twitch Sunday nights over at twitch.tv slash and you can watch Jin Monday nights at twitch.tv slash joint. You can also follow the show on Twitter at live underscore laugh underscore lore. You can follow Jin on Twitter at joint, and you can follow Ali at Ali Anders K. Meanwhile, be kind and take care. <laughs>